0: Many individuals use vehicles in their small businesses and are confused about how to take the actual tax deductions. This episode explains the two main methods that are used. Welcome to the Accounting Tips for Entrepreneurs podcast. My name is Jeff Skolnick and I'm a CPA with 35 years of experience working with small business owners, entrepreneurs, and network marketers on how to make their business more successful by understanding how taxes can work in their favor and not hurt their business. Each and every week I'm going to come to you with short, quick, and helpful tips on not only how to make sure you are doing everything possible to minimize your income tax liability, but also how to create the income for your business that you truly deserve who can deduct automobile expenses any business may reimburse individuals who use their automobiles for business purposes and deduct these expenses this includes self-employed individuals as well as small or large businesses you must keep in mind though that Commuting mileage does not count as business mileage. Mileage between jobs does, but commuting from your house to your office uh, does not constitute business mileage. Additionally, the automobile should be owned by the business entity and not the individual. Now, there are special rules if you're an employee. For many years, you were able to deduct your expenses. However, your deduction was reduced by any reimbursements received for your employer your overall deduction, the net amount, was reported on your tax return as a miscellaneous deduction on Schedule A. So in other words, if you figured out your automobile expense that you used uh, as an employee uh, performing services for your company was $5,000 and the company reimbursed you $2,000, you could take a $3,000 deduction. Now these expenses were added together with other miscellaneous deductions, such as other unreimbursed employee expenses, union dues, investment fees, and tax preparation fees, for example, and they were all deductible to the extent that they exceeded 2% of your adjusted gross income. So in other words, if you made $100,000, once all of those expenses, again, the unreimbursed auto expenses, along with tax prep fees, investment fees, unreimbursed employee expenses, portfolio expenses, all of those numbers once they exceeded 2% of your adjusted gross income or in my case of $100,000 AGI, once they ex- exclude once they exceeded $2,000, you could start taking them as an itemized deduction if your itemized deductions were higher than the standard deduction you could take these expenses. Now, as of 2018, miscellaneous itemized deductions subject to 2% of your adjusted gross income were pretty much all eliminated. So therefore, 2017 would have been the last year that these expenses were allowed as a deduction on a personal return. So these new rules, this is very important, force employees to request reimbursement from their employer Otherwise, the employer will be out the money. Uh, the, I'm sorry, the employee will be out the, the money because they're, if they don't get the money back from their employer, um, they're not, again, unable to take the expense on their return. So that's just some new rules that came about in 2018. Now, when you're deducting automobile expenses, you have a choice of one of two methods. The first method is to use actual expenses. Actual expenses would include gasoline, oil, repairs, registration fees, insurance, depreciation, and lease payments. Again, the actual expenses that you incurred in operating the vehicle. The second method would be to use the standard mileage rate published by the IRS. Using the standard mileage rate eliminates the need to keep track of all of the above expenses, or previously mentioned expenses. You simply track the amount of business mileage driven and multiply those by the appropriate rate. The standard mileage rate for 2019 is 58 cents per mile. Now parking fees and tolls can be taken as an additional expense, whether you elect to use actual expenses or the standard mileage rate. Now in this episode, I am concentrating on business mileage, keep in mind. The mileage rate for those who itemize and use their vehicle for medical reasons, they may use a standard mileage rate of $0.20 per mile as medical expense deduction, also $0.14 per mile if the vehicle was used for charitable purposes. Keep in mind that the medical expense increases overall medical expenses. However, medical expenses must exceed 10% of adjusted gross income, in order to count as an itemized deduction. So again, let's say our medical mileage came out to $2,000 and let's say our other medical expenses came out to $9,000. So we have $11,000 in total medical expenses. Again, if our adjusted gross income was $100,000, 10% of that would be $10,000. Our medical expense deduction in this example would be $1,000 and that $1,000 obviously would be added to the amount of money that the taxpayer is allowed to deduct for taxes uh, and for interest charitable contributions and one of the few other um, deductions that might be available um, like gambling losses is one of the miscellaneous deductions that was not um, eliminated by the new tax law although you can only take gambling losses up to gambling wins but in our example, that $1,000, again, would add to those different categories. And if those itemized deductions exceeded the standard deduction, then the taxpayer would deduct those. If the standard deduction was still higher, then they would use the standard deduction. Okay. Additionally, charitable miles, like I said, is, is also an itemized deduction. But again, in order to benefit from this, same as the medical It would have to your overall deductions would have to exceed the standard deduction now keep in mind the new higher standard deductions for example right now it's twenty four thousand dollars for married individuals filing jointly that makes it where far fewer individuals will itemize than used to be the case so again that's something to look at because if you're not going to be able to get the benefit of the deduction you want you may want to make sure when you're discussing things with your employer that you are reimbursed so that you're not at any money all right can i switch from one method to the other in later years now you are not allowed to switch from the actual expense method to the standard mileage method in a later year um one of the biggest reasons for this is a lot of times we take accelerated depreciation meaning that we'll take more depreciation in the early years than you will in the later years because i mean as you know like if you have a vehicle You take it off the lot, it loses a lot of value right away, and then less value is lost in later years. Now, because of that, you're not allowed to take the actual expenses, which include depreciation, you know, when the number is high, and then switch to a standard number, which the standard rate, you have to remember, keeps in mind all of the expenses so basically it tries to approximate all the expenses that you're taking actually and just come up with a figure that seems reasonable so you are not allowed to switch from the actual method to the standard mileage you are allowed to switch from the standard mileage rate back to the actual expense method in a later year although there are some special rules again when it concerns depreciation expense so it is very important to plan your expected benefits under each method before you report the expenses of a vehicle placed in service during the year as your first year of reporting has an impact on all future years now there are also special rules for what are determined to be luxury automobiles long ago the tax law carved out a special deduction for luxury automobiles this was done to stop the very wealthy from deducting what were determined to be luxury automobiles as an ordinary and necessary business expense remember whenever you take an expense in a business it has to be considered ordinary and necessary all right so think about it from a standpoint that the irs does not want to see a business depreciating a $300,000 ferrari over five years almost everybody would agree that a rate off of that nature is over the top The problem was the IRS for years was using a figure that was far too low for luxury automobiles. For 2017, the luxury automobile depreciation limitations were $11,160 in year one. That's if your automobile uh, qualified for the bonus depreciation of of $8,000. But without explaining all all of what that is, let's just assume it did. Year two is $5,100. 3,050 in year 3 and 1875 in each subsequent year until the automobile is either fully depreciated or disposed of. Now these limitation figures allow the taxpayer to write off a total of only $23,000 in change after five years. Now it would be difficult to find anyone out there that would classify an automobile with a price tag of $23,000 as a luxury automobile. Luckily the new tax law made changes to these figures, and beginning in 2018, the new luxury automobile limitations are $10,000 in year one, $16,000 in year two, $9,600 in year three, and $5,760 in each subsequent year. These new limitations allow for over 47,000 of depreciation on a luxury vehicle over the first five years. I personally feel that the adjustment was long overdue and makes much more sense in today's world. So now we get into what the record uh, keeping requirement is. In order to deduct automobile expense, you should keep a log in which you record the date, where you traveled, the business purpose, the mileage, and any expenses incurred such as gas or tolls. Nowadays, this has become much easier with the use of telephone apps that can track this for you. Keep in mind, if you do not meet the substantiation requirements, then your automobile deduction may be disallowed. So this episode gives you only the very basics concerning automobile uh, expense deductions. It can get a little crazy. So once again, if you are not familiar with the rules, then check with a tax professional um, before taking these deductions. Thanks again for listening to the Accounting Tips for Entrepreneurs podcast. If you could please head over to Apple Podcasts, iTunes or Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and write a review. Also please connect with me on social media. If there are any tax or accounting related topics you would like me to cover, please don't hesitate to reach out and let me know. If you are that small business owner or entrepreneur that really wants to learn more about how to minimize your tax liability and maximize your income just head over to www.jeffcpaworld.com and I'll see you over there. Have a great day.